Wednesdays, every Thursday. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to We Love Wednesdays, every Thursday. It's your boy, Cooley. Yeah, the kid from Redbeard Podcast. You probably heard my voice on that shit. You've also heard Ren Mercer. Yo, what's Gucci? Always lovely and always <laughs> venomous. Always. Yes, and we also have the lovable asshole with a heart, <laughs> albeit black, my boy, Roberto Gonzalez Jr. Black heart, indeed. Yeah. I do love Wednesday's hashtag true facts. Yeah, so that's probably one of the only things that he loves besides his son. Fair point. Great. <laughs> and the cold and calculating Mark Dugas. Hey, everybody. Yeah, this dude is a price machine. He knows everything about pricing comics, including... I don't know. Wait, I'm not going to go on with that. Not, not, not all of them. <laughs> Good amount. <clears throat> yeah, dude's, dude's a wizard, though. Anyway, welcome to the first episode of the show. Uh, we are going to attempt to get this out to you every single Thursday by hook or by crook. And what that means is you might get a little mix-up of the crew. Uh, you know, some people might drop off. Some people might even jump in. Uh, but for now, this is your team. Say what's up, people. What's up? What's up, people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so if you're wondering, the idea of this show is basically just to get to talk about some of the things that we don't get to talk about on our other show, uh, which is comic books, because, hey, to be honest, we're the only ones that actually give a shit about comics on that show. So uh, here That's we fair. go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, we're going to try and get this out week to week so that we can cover each, co- each week's releases. Um, you know, let us know, let you guys know what we like, let you know what we didn't like and give you an idea of what some of the market values are for these things. So uh, without further delay, I'm going to have Roberto kick us off with what he liked this week. This week, lots of stuff came out this week. but here, Lots of stuff. Here is, uh, here's, here's my rundown. My rundown was your recommendation of Magic Order, Mark Millar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, famous for not for... Uh, for Nemesis. Not not famous for Nemesis. Yo, super famous for Nemesis. Everybody knows Nemesis. <laughs> I, lo- I love the eye roll with Nemesis. <laughs> Never heard of it. Famous for Kick-Ass. Famous for um, Supreme was pretty good. And Wanted, uh, Wanted, they made a movie of that too, I think. Right. Angelina, Angelina Supreme, Jolie. we talk about the Rabbley Feld image comic? No, Superior. Superior. Yeah. Not Supreme. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he's got again. Uh, I've got this. I've got this Harry Potter family um, and uh, that whole magic stuff. So jumping into the magic order uh, was interesting. I gave it a read. Uh, I really liked it, and it was very typical of him. And what I mean by that is, I find Mark Millar to be a very good storyteller, and like myself, obnoxious just for the point of being obnoxious. And I, I think. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I want to read a book from myself sometimes because I think uh, sometimes I'd put me off because like, oh, do you have to be such a dick? And I feel like that's what he does. <laughs> right. And I could point out and, I, you know, uh, Mary Jane's carrying a gun when he's writing Spider-Man and all kinds of like other things that it's right. almost it's almost just to like 
almost just to rattle people or to put like 10 exclamation points. Mm. He's the word version of Rob Liefeld, right? So, um, ah, uh, no, no, <laughs> okay, no, no that's not. not fair. That's not fair, but he tends to, but he'll throw in that one character with giant feet and hands. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> In in his verbiage anyway. So my example here is the it it opens with like a, a sex scene and like the dude gets off and as the dude gets off like these two you know rooftop magician assassins are like oh good he's finished he's finished having sex now so now we can kill him. Now I think I think the idea there were the idea in that situation was that they were asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Profe- yeah, so professional courtesy too, right? Like, yeah, to let him well, no, 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 because no, because it would because they wouldn't see it coming because right. because they were done. They were like he was he was uh, laying there with his eyes closed and she was sleeping and he was gonna he put a spell on the room that, that yeah. made it quiet or and then or open the book with uh, them sleeping. But uh, that's my point. My point is like he's like no. He's like at first he, his first draft was they were sleeping and then he he got right to business. But his second draft was like no 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 they're fucking. You know what I mean? And he used that voice too when he thought of their fucking. Like that's how he did. That's how he did. And I'm, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like he's a super creep sometimes. Uh, well, no, I also I also feel like you you mentioned it yourself. Like you're a Harry Potter guy. I yeah. also feel like I also feel like this is his way of separating it from a Harry Potter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, say, and saying this isn't Harry Potter. This yeah. isn't for for children. This is this is something that's that's made for adults to enjoy and consume. I feel you. I feel you, I, I feel I, you, and possibly it's just that it's a trend with him. Uh, it's a trend with him, and he he always has that like one extra. Like he he'll be extra. He'll be like oh, yeah. extra adult sometimes. Yeah, um, Ennis Ennis also is, is that type of writer. Yeah, but see when Ennis does it, he goes so extra. <laughs> he go, he <laughs> that goes, it's almost silly. Yeah, 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 right, right. So when the dude gets off, if it was written by Ennis, it would turn into the scary movie scene where like the the woman just gets shot into the ceiling. <laughs> and just, <laughs> He's just slime all over the room. It explodes. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was a good book. Thank you for the recommendation. Um, and Man of Steel. So huge Brian Michael Bendis fan, right? Like as a as a Marvel fan in general, I love the way that he has diversified so many of the characters. Miles Morales is kind of my nephew, right? Like this half Puerto Rican, half black. <laughs> character right um super smart like it's he kind of is and i love that they have that now like it's always been super weird to me that comic book where the brains come from your side of the family <laughs> uh that's the, that's what you're saying right I'm, like that's i'm what... definitely gonna claim that yes <laughs> i'm definitely gonna claim that uh yeah man it's i i didn't i feel like i didn't really have that right like i grew up loving spider-man and spider-man was this white dude like my other yeah. favorite character mm. was snake eyes from gi joe and i hated when like they started going away at the mask because he was a, a white dude on, and i don't have anything against white dudes i just would love to see a character who looked like me who like i could fantasize about that's me uh-huh. being not fantasize about like i want to play with his ninja stars but fantasize about like that could <laughs> that could potentially be me right um so so i love that he has done that i love that he's got the i have a genius uh intern working for steambox her name is malate and she is this genius science student she's this 17 year old black girl and she's she, she's Riri Williams, right? Like the, another Brian Michael Bendis character awesome. mm-hmm. who's now Iron Man, right? Or Iron Heart. Um, I love that he has diversified Marvel. It was always weird to me. The, the original Spider-Man movies, which we loved, right? The first in two. In New York were the first like two. all white. Right. Yeah. Like he's going to school in the New York public school and it's like all white 30-year-olds. And yeah, I, in New York. I, right. Like what the hell is going on? Um, like I, 
anybody listening to this, like you got to understand the weight of that. It's in New York, right? Yeah. Like they're not in Ohio, they're not in Iowa. This is New York we're talking about, and there's like no diversity at all. I I still I still love I still love Peter Parker. Where's that di- diversity in Wakanda? Come on now, there's nothing but black people in Wakanda. Where's the, oh the white dudes? But they're, but they're in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's probably more white dudes in the film version of Wakanda than would be in, in actual, actual Wakanda. Right, closed off Wakanda. Yeah. Super. Uh, oh man, claw, that's a whole Ulysses Claw. You've and... just opened up a whole can of worms because I'd love to have a conversation about CIA and their role and the whole thing originating in yeah. Oakland. That's can, a, that's can a we different do podcast, that on another though. show? Yeah, yeah, that's a different please, podcast. Please invite that's me back and remind me. Podcast. I will. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it's dope. Brian Michael Bendis. They took him. He is at DC now. It broke my fucking heart. <laughs> like seriously, I was so like I was like like I was driving from home from Connecticut where I was picking up a go kart. And along the drive, <laughs> along the drive, I'm like, don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. <laughs> right? Like, I was trying not to be upset about Brian Michael Bendis going to the competition to DC. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm interested. He's fleshing out the characters. So I'm really enjoying that. But it's still a DC book in ways that are unrelatable and in ways that I can't relate to. Uh, like these big Lobo type characters, you know, going into this fortress of solitude, you know. Um, so I love all the city stuff. I tend to love the grounded stuff, um, but it's still a DC book, so I'm a little bit torn. Um, and I, I would say, I would say the other thing that that I find really amazing this week was the Punisher, um, which would been boring for so many years. For so many years, the Punisher was was just a boring book. Mm. But uh, after the was it Secret War not. Was it Secret Empire? Secret Empire. Yes. After Secret Empire with the two Steve Rogers. Uh, Steven Stevel. Steven Stevel. <laughs> Stevel Rogers. Uh, yeah, so the Punisher uh, the Punisher went Hydra, man. He joined evil Steve Rogers. He didn't know he was evil Steve Rogers. He mm-hmm. just knew that it was Captain America. So he joined and he was down with Hydra. Because he's a soldier. And now he's dealing with... Stop <laughs> making excuses for Punisher joining Hydra. Like you can't, you can rationalize anything. That's your, you're an amazing. I just, I just thought it. I just thought it was a cool choice because he is who he is. It, it was, wasn't. He wasn't brainwashed. He wasn't captured. He wasn't coerced into man, it. He did it because he's a soldier. Hated, and he followed Steve I Rogers. I hated so much of that story, but that was absolutely a cool choice because now we're dealing with the fallout exactly. of the Punisher. Like now, there's repercussions. I don't want the two Steve Rogers. I don't like the other repercussions. So many stupid things that have come as a result of this. But one of the cool things is Steve Rogers. Uh, I'm sorry, Frank. Frank Castle is now like, oh shit, I was Hydra. I was wrong to be Hydra. I'm going to go kick some Hydra ass. And that's what he's doing in the War Machine costume. So there's so many layers to why that's so cool. By the way, a moment ago, uh, the CIA was mentioned. Uh, Again, we're we're saving that for another podcast, that bit about why that was so important in the Black Panther. But uh, there's 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 a writer for DC who used to work for the CIA. Are you familiar with this? Uh, No. Ren? Nope, I am not. So he is writing my favorite DC book right now. Tom King? Tom King. He worked for the CIA? Tom King worked for the CIA. I had no clue. I would have no clue too, but thankfully, one of those night show hosts is really cool and a super nerd and actually wrote Spider-Man because he's such a comic book nerd like we are. Oh, you're talking... uh, Seth Meyers. Yes. So Seth Meyers had Tom King on... That Halloween book, which was fucking dope he had tom king on uh last night so it was you know this morning i'm on hulu getting ready for work and stuff and i'm watching tom king 
you know, writer of Batman. And he's got some he was there to talk about some other book that he's working on. And he was talking about his days at the CIA and how uh, being a comic book nerd actually helped his cover, which was super fucking interesting, I thought. Like, what do you mean it helped his cover? Because nobody suspects the comic book nerd of being the fucking James Bond in the crew. That's ah, what. That's how it helps us okay. cover. All right. No, that that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh. So also. Um. Also. There was the the bit. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it, but um. I I do feel like looking at this week's selections. I do feel like Deadpool is oversaturated, mm-hmm. and even as a Deadpool fan, like I love Deadpool. I there's so many other characters that I would love three books a year from. And Deadpool's getting three books in a week. Like I'm, I'm all good. Like I can't even yeah. read that much Deadpool if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I just, I will, <laughs> I will tell you that the, the adjectiveless Deadpool number one, uh, is definitely worth a read. The rest of them, I'm not sure about, but I, because I haven't read them, because I feel the same way that you do. I don't. I think it's too convoluted. It's confusing, for many reasons. Uh, but yeah, that particular book the right the one with no adjective is dope really good yeah fun stuff uh what made your eyes roll this week i that would be what made my eyes roll this week yeah too, too many deadpools too many too many deadpools too many star boys <laughs> I, I heard a rumor i heard a rumor that uh that there's a star boy thing but um I, but I, I i don't know enough about that to explain that yeah we will we, talk about that we certainly will <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> uh so so dugas yo what's up what do we got for like uh stuff that people should be keeping an eye out for well stuff that's come out in the last two or three weeks uh we got action comics 1000 obviously that's that's pretty big in itself i don't think any other series has ever gone a thousand issues so yeah it's a piece of history see. yeah yeah so first appearance of uh rogel czar the new baddie that Destroyed Krypton, apparently. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's multiple variant covers. So first... Oh, and that story, that Rogel Czar story, is written by Bendis. It's his first, like, full, not full, but it's his first little chunk of story for, uh, for DC with Superman. And it's drawn by Jim Lee. Awesome. Which awesome is, combo. Which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's several variants. Uh, I, I can't even keep track of all the different variants there are, but... You can get, uh, you know, the cover price on that book's like seven bucks. It's gonna take some while to see the prices flesh out, but you know, some of the variants are going for up to uh, two hundred seventy-five dollars. I've seen uh, graded at nine point eight from CGC. We got some other stuff. Uh, There's a Jim Lee variant. Uh, Jim Lee Tour Edition goes for about a hundred, hundred twenty ungraded. So there is some demand for those variants. Uh, some other artists. Did some covers as well, like Delato, mm-hmm. George Perez. So um, it's tough to really say what the print run is on those, but you know, see something that you like, buy that. It's, so uh, some other comics that have come out in the last couple of weeks: uh, Man of Steel number one, mm-hmm. obviously big, which I'm loving. Uh, Bendis right in that. So uh, we're on issue number three. Looks like they're putting it out every week. It's a mm-hmm. six issue limited series, I believe. Yeah, and it leads right into Action Comics number one thousand one. Okay, excellent. Uh, cover price three ninety nine. eBay doesn't really have any special variants for sale or anything like that, so uh, it's a good comic to have. Good writer, new direction apparently. So mm-hmm. something to look out for. Iron Man six hundred. 
the last Bendis for uh, Iron Man, apparently. Is that right, Cooley? That's right. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's done at Marvel. Uh, he's wrapping up, or has wrapped up already with uh, Defenders. It just this is his, this is his current workload, or was his current workload? Defenders, Iron Man, uh, Spider Man, and Superior Iron Man. Okay. Uh, so it's a five dollar cover price for the Iron Man six hundred. It's a it's a decent issue. I I read through it. Uh, then there's like a cameo appearance of Doctor Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, was, it's like a mashup of him and Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I'm kind of actually interested to see uh, to read issue six hundred one to see where they go with that. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, it's of- also also the introduction. Well they've been building up to it but it's kind of like the first full like on page appearance of like all the members of the new shield uh the new version of shield that they're building i don't know what they're going to call it but it's got like blade and cable and uh the uh miles morales spider-man oh cool um iron heart uh which rob mentioned earlier uh riri williams so it's like this it's this like group of like you know superheroes instead of a group of secret agents but these are all like espionage based superheroes and heroes that are used to working in shadows Mm. so it's interesting what they're going to do with that because in the same issue it almost looks like they're revitalizing hydra with uh with tony stark's dad looks like his dad is kind of like a a head of hydra Mm -hmm. oh really yeah that looks pretty cool so then we have the recent storyline with amazing spider-man uh Seven ninety eight first appearance of the Red Goblin. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know what that is, it's basically the the uh, the, the Carnage symbiote merges with mm-hmm. the Green Goblin, so you have a more powerful version now of uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, he definitely looks cool too. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, it's a pretty good storyline. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a, it was more of a three part storyline, but I could see this character reappearing again in the future. He was so popular. Mm. Uh, issue eight hundred, death of Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. The the apparent death of Carnage, but we know he'll reappear. He just he kind of right. disappeared, so they'll probably put him on ice for a little while. I would guess. I am expecting that number eight hundred is probably still on shelves, uh, because that was like a, a huge issue. It was a landmark issue, uh, number eight hundred. Um, I'm You're sure correct. it was. I'm sure it was over ordered, um, like crazy, especially with all the different covers, but. There were so many different covers that some of the covers are not going to be available at this point. True. I believe the print run was about a half a million for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the ones leading up to it are the ones that are really going to be like worth money. Like seven, what is it? Seven ninety six, seven and eight. I mean, six, nine, seven ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine. Right. Well, seven ninety eight is the first appearance of the Red Goblin, so that would be uh, probably the issue to have of the run because right. it's you know first appearance of a, a major character. Uh, lots of variants for f- from 798 through 800, so it depends on what you're looking for. If you want a high end, 800 is a there's a Steve Dit- Ditko variant. It's one out of every thousand that have been oh. printed. It goes for 800 to a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, you can get some other lower price ones if you snag them at the stand, like like the Dell Auto Cover. It's a print of one out of every 25. You know, ten dollar cover price. It's going for 25 to 40 bucks now ungraded and, and that's what the uh the 800 or yes all right 
Yeah, I've got I've got all the uh, the Alex Ross covers, and then I have that Delato variant from 800, which you picked up for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm kicking myself for not grabbing one for myself. But that's all right. Um, there's a lot of it's ton. I think there's over 15 variants for 800. Yeah, that's wild. It's just too much overkill. Yeah, I mean, like I thought 10 was crazy for Action Comics 1000. Oh, I agree. It, it's just it's too much saturation for me. So. You know, go after the artists that you like, really. Right. You know, you can't lose it, it that way. But unless you're going to overspend on something and then eventually the market comes down because now everybody starts getting their, their copies graded. So there's way more copies out there mm-hmm. and people start selling, prices come mm-hmm. down. So Well, probably... next week we're going to do what? We're going to talk about uh, like movie tie-ins and uh, first yeah. appearances and stuff like that. Yeah, recent movie tie- tie-ins for stuff that you're probably going to see. Uh, take a jump in the next price guide that comes out in, at the end of July, the overstreet. Right. All right. Awesome. Uh, so, Ren? Yes, sir. What do you got? All right. This is my slow week. I only had one item in my box that I subscribed to was Eternity Girl. Okay. Uh, as we all know, if you listen to Redbeard Podcast, I am a big old fan of weird in indie comics, obscure comics. Yep. And Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance got his own imprint of DC Comics within the last couple of years. It is called Young Animals. Super stoked about everything that's come off of that. And Eternity Girl is a really, really strange one off of there. Like you have Cave Carson and a cybernetic eye, now Interstellar Eye, which like pretty crazy storyline but whatever like eternity girl is a mishmash of like i have a frozen arm and chicken feed and really really strange i love it um but that's the only thing i subbed to on the wall i picked up um what is it i keep forgetting the name of it because it's a wonky name the centuri proxima proxima centuri yeah so i picked it up because the art looks like something i would get yeah total that's totally a you book like it's a super me book I looked at it and like it's not really my style of, right. uh, of art, but I can appreciate it because it's definitely it's it's different. Yeah, like it's different, and and that's it. Once you start reading it, though, like the art and and the words and everything just kind of flow together pretty nicely. Like I because I, you let me check it out and mm-hmm. I was going through the first few pages, uh, and it actually made me want to go and grab it. So, um, yeah. Like, the, don't let the art throw you off if you're like me. Yeah. Because um, it is definitely very weird and, and different. So It looks traditional style. Like, if you look at every page, it looks like it's got, like, a thick toothed paper in the background. And it looks like traditional, maybe a little bit of watercolor, mostly colored pencils. I'm not sure. So I picked it up because I like indie-looking stuff like that. And Image put this out. It's got one guy or one person doing all the color the story the lines everything is just this one artist and that's super important so i'll give them some money i don't know if i'll continue buying the comic because it is a little out there it's a kid who's on a man-made planet uh looking for his brother he's a wizard and it's a a scientist right now sending him on missions until he can go find his brother Hmm. so yeah, the art is dope. I would keep buying it for the art. I don't know if the story is going to keep me as interested as I want it to be. Um, and the final thing I picked up was Plastic Man. So I'm not big on subscribing to Marvel or DC because they've just been recycling the same character for decades or the same set of characters. 
And it's hard for younger readers to hop on and be like, what are all these people who are in, you know, their 40s talking about? They've been around for a lot of the major storylines. And, you know, you know a different Superman than I know a different Superman. And it can get really confusing. It's hard to really get into it, especially because you'll see, like, oh, Action Comics is 1,000 issues in. That's that's a lot for someone who's trying to come into a series. And I know that they do different storylines all the time, but people don't know that. And new people to comics are going to be really thrown off by that. So I picked up Plastic Man. It's number one. It's a character they haven't touched upon in a long time. And he's just a goofy enough character for me to be interested in him. Um, Wasn't a strong start in my opinion. They really tried to do something different to get people interested. It wasn't until the very end when, spoiler alert, uh, a dying man writes that the JLA messed him up where I was like, ooh, this could get crazy. But that was what I picked up this week. What made you roll your eyes? You already know. It's that new Starboy comic. <laughs> the, the, the the adventures of Starboy? Yeah, The Weeknd. <laughs> the, the Weeknd. We're ta- and we are talking. We're not talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nope. We're talking about The Weeknd that we all know and love. Uh, the musical artist. The the profound musical artist with the song Pray For Me from the Black Panther soundtrack. <laughs> um, one of my faves. Uh, Mark is like flagging uh, the the cover for the Starboy book and uh, showing it to everybody. And we are laughing our asses off. Um, Such it, a mess. I just don't get it. It's a Marvel book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's in continuity. I doubt it. No. Um, but want like 10 bucks for this book online. It's like. It's oh. already ten bucks. Yeah, because people are putting this stuff out. They're like, oh, "I want this much money." And well, I went yesterday. It was on the shelf, and I went today, and it was no longer on the shelf. So I think it has sold out. But I do like, I it was probably a very low print run. So I guess it's worth ten bucks to to fucking weekend fans. Yeah, some so th- fan. So this is the actual guy that sings Starboy on the cover. Is that him? I'm a Starboy. Is it, does he <laughs> sing that? Is that a song by the I'm weekend? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I thought, okay. that, I thought that's what you were making reference to the yeah. song. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know a lot of the weekend stuff. I do know that uh, Pray For Me is one of my favorite songs on the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh I'll say it again. Oh, my God. Such a good song. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big weekend fan. You know who is, though? Uh, Tony. Tony. Like our Tony? Red our Tony Beard? from Redbeard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Soft boy. Yeah, he, he, he is <laughs> such a weekend fan. Like, this dude. Like, I'm yo, I'm so dumb. I should have picked that up for him. I'm so, I'm so mad at myself right now. What is he gonna do with that though? As a grown ass man, what are you gonna do with a weekend? He'll put comic? that. He would put that shit on his wall in a frame. Frame it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get a shadow box. <laughs> get it graded. Uh, so so yeah, like for me, um, my three my three faves this week. Mm-hmm. Um, like first of all, we'll start with Brian Michael Bendis. Cause, oh yeah. Because uh, first of all, he's my favorite writer. Um, out there right now and, and he deserves that because he's done so much for the industry and so much for Marvel uh, and I think he's about to do the same for DC uh, this is a guy that like when he when he writes like the coolest thing about his writing style is that he he builds the character by building the characters that are around him yeah uh, so it's not it's not just the main character you're getting to know him through the people that know him best uh, which is really fucking cool um and and it really gives you a little bit more insight and a little bit more value to the character because now you start to understand how people see him 
For like sure. you don't you don't just get that internal monologue. You don't just get how the character sees himself or how the writer wants you to see that character. You get to see how how people how other people in that world view him. Uh, which is really cool. I love that. And he's done that with Superman, which has made me a uh, very happy Superman reader because I can't, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't stand that character uh, for the longest time just because he's such a, a powerful being and it's really difficult to picture anything that can give him trouble. Yeah. And you never really feel a sense of urgency or a sense of, of doom. Uh, and Bendis has given us that while at the same time providing us with sparks of hope in the book which is another thing that I think has been lacking from superhero comics. It's been a lot of gloom and doom, a lot of dark times, uh, a lot of things that these characters have been facing, and it's all been kind of hopeless. Uh, and it's a I lot think, hopeless. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> with this book, there's a lot of daylight action going on. There's a lot of stuff happening where it's bright and, and fun and cheery, and there's a lot of funny stuff going on, but it's not so funny that it's like a Deadpool book, just some natural uh, human humor, um, if you would. So, so definitely my hat's off to Bendis for revitalizing a character that didn't really need revitalization. I mean, I know like there were a lot of fans of the stuff that was out there currently uh, since the New 52, but for me, he revitalized the character and made this character somebody that I was interested in reading. Um, and Rogel Zar is a really cool character, very, very, uh, it, you can tell that it's very, he's a very deep villain. There's nothing that's shallow about this villain. Mm -hmm. Um, you get a lot of uh, guest appearances. Green Lantern's been in the book. Supergirl is now like joining forces with him to fight Rogel Czar. Yeah. Um, Rogel Czar, like spoiler alert here in case you haven't <laughs> read this book, but uh, we know uh, because Dugas uh, basically uh, let the cat out the bag that Rogel Czar like, basically destroyed Krypton. Rogel Czar has come to Earth to fight Superman and finish the job. Oh, geez. Uh, he starts off with the Fortress of Solitude, which has been d destroyed, mm -hmm. including the bottled city of Kandor, which basically had a bunch of lives of, of these little miniaturized uh, Kryptonians. The last Kryptonians were in this uh, bottled city, and Rogelzar just smashes the shit out of it. So... Um, so Superman is, like, basically on a vengeance mission right now, and... It, and and I mean, you got Supergirl saying, uh, like, wondering, like, when she's asking who Rogel Czar is, like, she refers to him as, who's the dead man? Oh, jeez. Right? And and neither one of them are, like, you know, kind of talking each other down and saying, oh, we're not going to kill him. They're just like, like, she's like, who's the dead man? And he's like, I don't know. Right? And, and like, you, you're wondering how far they're going to go with this because of the fact that he just killed a whole mess of people. Oh, yeah. uh, so there's a lot of rage and anger in that situation. It's very tense. Um, and it kind of ended there in a cliffhanger. So I'm like, I'm souped. I'm ready for number four right now. And uh, I can't wait for Action Comics to kick off. Um, Lois and, and John, his son, mm -hmm. are missing. Uh, we don't know where they are. Um, and hopefully that gets cleared up soon. I got a feeling that they have been uh, transported somewhere to be protected. Um, I don't know, you know, where or by who. But he just seems very, he just, he's not, it doesn't look like he's looking for them. Right. It doesn't look like he's frantic or upset or looking for them or having an issue. So, I feel like he's uh, I feel like he's got them stashed away somewhere. Um, the other comic that I am head over heels with is conversely to your your statement and Rob's. Yeah. Uh, Plastic Man. Um, I love it. I absolutely loved it. it. It's a period piece. It goes back to when, um, you know. Eel O'Brien uh, gets his powers. I mean, this is like months after that uh, that incident, and 
this is before he's become kind of like the legend plastic man like i don't i don't legend might not be the right term but um he's a very lo- he's a well-loved character people like the character a lot and i think it's because he wasn't uh oversaturated i never was a fan of him i i'm not a big fan of the red singlet like the wrestling singlet and uh you know he he, he it always looks like he's barefoot and uh, he's got these weird goggles and his, he's just a, <laughs> yeah. he's just a weird looking superhero. I mean, like he he's obviously made for Saturday morning cartoons, but um, but I think Gail Simone does a really good job of humanizing this guy and getting you to to understand his motivations and who he is as a person. Um, he's there's a lot of uh, introspective and a lot of uh, you know his his inner thinking mm-hmm. as far as like how he feels about himself and how he feels about other people around him and what he wants to do with his life um which isn't much uh so it, it's a, <laughs> it's just a really good book i mean i thought it was a really good look at the character and i can't wait for the next issue uh to see where they go with that jla thing that you mentioned for sure um i mean that was a really cool cliffhanger um it's something that kind of kicked it up a notch because like it was definitely an introductory issue there wasn't a whole lot going on there wasn't like a whole lot of like you know slam bang action but she introduced a lot of characters and i'm really interested in seeing where they go absolutely Um, and then finally uh for me the magic order i saw uh, the art for it i just didn't pick it up it was a thick issue so so here's the thing magic order is netflix's first uh ever comic book uh, oh, I didn't they know that. they purchased Millar World. Um, they bought Mark Millar's uh, imprint Shut outright. Up. So we're going to be looking at you know all of his previous properties as as television shows on Netflix, um, as well as new properties that he's been you know contracted to write mm-hmm. going forward. This is the first one that he's written for Netflix. He doesn't own the uh, the Magic Order. This is something that's owned by Netflix, but it's written by Millar, and he couldn't be more excited uh this dude is like pumped he's he's psyched Making to do bank. this and i don't blame him because now he knows that as, that this is something that he's writing and as he's writing it he knows automatically that there's going to be a tv series made about it um so he's he's pleased as punch and i don't blame him uh this is this is basically what if harry potter got married to the godfather <laughs> lived on cybertron and and had a threesome with Watchmen. Oh my god! Yeah, like I mean, that's the feeling that I got from this book. Um, Rob was turned off by the opening sex scene. I understood why he did it. Um, I understood that it was. I, I I believe that it was to immediately separate it from the Harry Potter world because there are wands in this shit. When you look at the wand. Like they're not like different wands. It's, right. It's it looks like Harry Potter wands. You looked at the artwork. They yeah. they look straight up Harry Potter wands. They do. Um. So it's not like there's any real differentiation between their wizards and Harry Potter wizards, but. You know when you see all the adult shit that's going on, there's I mean like there are some brutal scenes, like some, like some straight like bloody gory shit and disturbing shit like where you have like a little kid committing murder it's like there is like it is it's out there but it's also a very very good story um like i'm drawn in it's very uh i would say it's very like that that's it's like the samurai that put down his sword and doesn't want to pick it up again and like needs like there's a reason that's going to come that's going to make him pick up that sword and now you're reading this book just waiting for the the guy to get back into it so it's basically this dude that uh you know stopped 
you know, practicing magic because, like, you know, he wanted to, you know, he promised his wife that he wouldn't. Kind of like Luke from The Last Jedi. Right. Yeah, very much like that. Um, you know, he, he lost his daughter, uh, and now he's, like, you know, he's he's trying to live a normal life with his wife, and uh, all this stuff is starting to go down. Somebody's killing wizards, and it's kind of drawing him back in. Um but it's it's cool. It covers five families in in the in this world in this universe, um, and it has some very creative use of magic. Um, mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that, and uh, yeah, that's it. Excellent. I need uh, to check that one out. I need to actually buy it. And and Starboy made my eyes roll too. So yeah. that w- that was my eye roll Stooping. moment for the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you looked at some of these prices on eBay, your eyes might roll too. Uh, the the ten dollar one. Wait! Wow, there's a there's a seventy three dollar copy of Starboy variant. There's these these sold. So that top one, which is signed, somebody tried to get five hundred bucks if best offer accepted. So somebody paid over four hundred for that. That's wow. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, it's insane. Comic comics are just out of control price wise. Like I, I see crazy stuff all the time. Just, oh yeah, just like that. Um. So, look. Uh, that is it for the show. Woo! I think it was a good first episode. Um, hopefully, this is something that y'all will find interesting enough to listen to again. Um, yeah. Next week is going to be another good week. Some other comics to look out for would be Hawkman number one. Uh, Brian Hitch does a tremendous job penciling this book uh, and basically takes uh, Hawkman and his, his alter ego, Carter Hall. Instead of being like, so like one of the things that I hated about Hawkman, and I know I'm going back into the show after I just said it was over, so just bear with me for a second, because <laughs> uh, it just it it just hit me. Um, one of the things that I didn't like about Hawkman, which is why I never read the the books, was that he was always like this blood and fury kind of character. He was always like very mean and angry, and I'm Hawkman, like, and I just like it's like he's fucking mad eating Cheerios, right? Like, he's, I'm eating my Cheerios. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going to smack you with my anti-metal mace. It's like the um, new Aquaman. He's all angry. And he- yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but but this one is really cool. Like, he's a down-to-earth dude. He's a, he's an archaeologist, which is what he's always been. Uh, but they treat him like a Nathan Drake from uh, Uncharted or, or an Indiana Jones uh, Tomb Raider-style character. Uh, and so, like, he's a fun character to read now. Uh, he's like Indiana Jones with an nth metal uh, harness uh, and a mace. It's really freaking cool. Uh, so if you got a chance, check that out. And, and uh, Brian Hitch does an amazing job on the pencils. One other comic to keep an eye on, your mm-hmm. eye on for next week. It's going to be the first issue of Cosmic Powered Ghost Rider. Oh, it's part of the regular what? series. So nice. That's going to be hot. I guarantee you, people are going to snatch that. Well, I mean, the real hot one is going to be what? Uh, Thanos number thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. Yep. First appearance, and those are out of control price wise already. So right. But uh, I'm actually going to pick up the first issue next week to see uh, to see what it's about. It looks pretty cool. Word. Anything else you want to close with, Ren? Um, I. I'm not as dedicated to all comics as you, but I'm just excited every time Saga comes out. <laughs> that, that's my main boo. What else excites you? Uh, food. Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays. Because we love Wednesdays every Thursday. Make sure you check us out. And uh, check out the Red Beard podcast if you haven't been. Uh, you can also check out the Bachelorette After Party, oh, which is another one that we got going on. And coming soon, the Impractical Jukers. 
Everybody, hey. everybody have a good night. Mm, Ciao. Bye. Peace. <laughs>